Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 265, recorded live on Sunday, July 15th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who was out of town yesterday, Dave Play. Hey! I didn't mean to rhyme that, but anyway. The man who was also out of town yesterday, Andy Lowe. Hi. Uh, yeah, both out of town, different yeah. towns. Yes. I think you drove further. Yeah, I did. It was about a four-hour drive. Yep, I, I had like an hour, hour and a half drive. Hour drive gets me up to Grand Rapids, that's it. Hour drive gets me to Milwaukee, which, hey, guess what? <laughs> You're there. That's where I was. Well, I'm not there right now. No. I'm home. Yes, I am now also home. So, how was Gaylord, Michigan? Wasn't bad. Um, the hotel we stayed at, it was the Quality Inn in Gaylord. Mm-hmm. You know how Quality Inn normally has like the free continental breakfast? Yeah. This one, because the restaurant attached to it was giving out the continental breakfast. It was not that great. Okay. What was funny, though, is because the first day we went there, the owner of the restaurant wasn't there. And so the workers were complaining about how the owner doesn't care about this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And the food was crap. It took forever. And then this morning, we went there for our second breakfast. The owner was there. And I guess somebody from the day before was complaining complaining to the owner about the food and how it was like a breakfast bar today that had ham, hash browns, scrambled eggs, which looked like they were scrambled eggs from a box. Yeah, like instant scrambled eggs. Yeah, instant scrambled eggs. Oh, sounds better than the breakfast I had at the Hilton. It, there was uh, gravy and biscuits, and they had mixed their cereals together. Oh, see, that's not cool. Kate had I can f- only have some cereals. Kate had Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms. Okay, that said, if I could eat those, <laughs> I'd actually be pretty happy with that. I thought it was going to be, she didn't seem happy happy. No? No. But like, you know, if there are cereals and they have Rice Krispies, that's awesome. If they have Rice Krispies mixed with Cheerios, I'm kind of screwed. Ooh. Yeah, that would not be. Because you get the Cheerio dust over everything. Yeah, I mean, you get the Cheerio over everything. (laughs) So bad continental breakfast. Yeah, but the wedding was good. That's cool. It was at a country club Mm -hmm. up in Gaylord. Has anyone figured out why it was in Gaylord? Supposedly both families somehow have connections up there, I guess. I think it was... Uh, Hans had cabin up there and Colette had family up there as well. Okay. But we went there. I was an usher. Yes. So I did my usher. It was it was a little did bit of a... You're ushering. Well, Sorry to leave you hanging there because I was supposed to be one of the other ushers. Ah. Uh, it was originally, I believe, you and me. Ah, but... Uh, so you ushered? Yes. I ushered with uh, Becca, who is Austin's wife. Ah. Oh, man. Smokes was there. Yeah. We were oh. bowling with Smokes. Smokes is a good bowler. Son of a... I would, I that surprised me years. because I see like you and Brian bowl, and so I think everybody of that same friend genre mm-hmm. bowls like you and Brian. But then every once in a while, I forget that hey, other people know how to bowl. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Nor does Bri. Bri just kind of throws the ball at the pins and hopes to hit them. I do very similar to that. I figure if I can actually get the ball down the lane and, and, like, keeping it in my lane is a victory. So, okay, before we even got up there, though, there's something that I thought you would find interesting. Yeah. I took the TomTom with us. Yes. Because the TomTom has the the whole lifetime traffic, right? Okay. So it gets the traffic alerts that there's construction here, there's a backup, which helped us on the first part because there's one part in Grand Rapids where the highway does literally an S-curve. Okay. And you have to go about 35 through this S-curve. And we're talking basically an interstate that goes from 70 to 35 35 for this S-turn. And then back up to 70. Back up to 70. Well, it was also under construction and down to one lane each way. What? (laughs) Yeah. Which highway was this? Uh, US-131 in Grand Rapids. I narrowly avoided that two weeks ago then Ah. because I took the interstate. Gotcha. So yeah, that's under construction right now. So it's a big mess. There was a big backup and the TomTom rerouted us around that. No problem. Okay. So then we're continuing to go up 131 
and we get another alert saying, hey, there's a major traffic thing here. Do you want to reroute? And we're like, yes, that would be no problem. And it takes you back to 131. Well, no, we were on 131. It takes oh, us off. Right. The only problem is it literally went from out of the frying pan and into the fire because the road it had diverted us to was under construction. But because it wasn't a major interstate, TomTom Tom didn't know about it. Oh, no. So this was this was a, a two-lane road that was only one lane. Oh. So we had to stop there for like a half hour sitting there waiting for our turn to go because this was a one-lane road. So, you know, you have the two guys on the other side that has a stop stop poles in the slow. They flip mm-hmm. them around. Except there were other roads in the middle that they had to let people through. So we were waiting for, we waited for a half hour for our turn to finally go through it all. It actually would have been faster if we had just stayed on 131 in that really slow construction that they were doing rather than go for a half hour and stop at a dead standstill for a half hour. Wow. Yeah. So that's the problem is you have technology, but then sometimes technology is not as far reaching as you'd want it to be. I'm just thinking, like, I wonder if Google knew about the slowdown on both roads and if you would have been able to reroute if you were using your phone instead of your TomTom. How would Google know about the back roads? Do you really want to check, Northern Michigan? Do you really want to check? First off, you're in Grand Rapids, right? No, this was up by Cadillac. This was up by Cadillac. What the hell were you doing by Cadillac? What route did you take? I took 131 all the way up. Yeah, it does go through Cadillac, doesn't it? Yeah, and then it starts to veer right. So you go past Kalkaska. You know where Kalkaska? Is. No, I don't. It's east of Traverse I know, City. Okay, I see Kalkaska because I was going to look at... Ka- okay, so you said you're on Cadillac. Yeah, so it was up north right. of Cadillac. But still on 131. Yeah, so it knew about the 131 construction. Yes. But, but how the hell is it going to know about this road that's over by, I think it was like Howard City, at places I never even heard of. Okay, well the 131 info on Google Maps start, uh, it stops uh, before Kalkaska. Yeah, there's, it's about a 10 mile stretch of 131 that's under construction. Yeah. Well, it, it actually, like, it stops well below that as far as what it knows as far as traffic. So you see, it's, the thing is, we get so used to, oh, there's a traffic issue. Okay, I'll trust my GPS. Nope. Nope. It doesn't know about the backwoods in northern Michigan. Nope. How dare it not know the, the <laughs> off-beaten trail of northern Michigan. So anyway, of, that was the, that's yeah. what I thought was the techie part of it that you might be interested in. Okay. The other fact was that everybody had a freaking weather app on their phone checking the radar because we were actually literally racing a thunderstorm for the wedding. At the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could say that here. I wish I could say that we had uh, any sort of thunderstorm coming in because we're in the middle of a drought. Yeah, we're down here we're in the middle of a drought too. Yeah. I think we're at a moderate drought now. We're at a severe drought. Ooh. Like, pools of water are starting to, not like your your backyard pool, but natural small bodies of water are starting to dry out. Yep. Yeah, you pass by that smoky sign that says, today the fire hazard is very high, and I'm sort of thinking... I know that sign! (laughs) I remember that sign! They're all over the place up north. Are they? Yeah. Okay, well then I must have passed a different one. But they're always, it's the little like smoky the the bear. Yeah. Yeah, like today's fire hazard is medium high yeah well like, it was, it was very you ever high. say it's low in the middle of a rainstorm i mean come on but at the moment it's very high and i believe that yeah well so and you know with michigan's new fireworks law it's only a matter of time before something ignites did you did i send you the story about the guy who blew off one of his nuts no i saw the guy who blew off one of his legs Ooh, legs is a little um harsher compared to nuts yeah like he he was actually in a wheelchair uh he was paralyzed and he was trying to light fireworks, and he dropped one after he lit it between his legs. The authorities found one of his feet across the street. Ouch. Yeah. So, no, I did not see the one about the guy whose nuts got blown off by fireworks. Well, no, only one. Just one nut. 
Yes. So he, he can now go around and be like, I have one nut. I guess so. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, I blew it off with fireworks. Well, he had lit one of the, like, motor motors? Motars? Yeah. Whatever the artillery things, you know? Okay, yeah. Mortars? Mortars, yes. I keep on saying motors. Like, vroom, yeah. vroom. Party motor started. and then motar, which is also wrong. That's the, that's the hat, right? A motar? Yeah. I don't know. How are you spelling motar? I don't know. But anyway, it's uh, like the artillery. Uh, the uh, mortar. mortar shells. Yeah. Mortar. 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 I swear it's this juice I'm drinking right now that is just gumming up all my it's mouth. Gumming up what? It's dumbing you down? <laughs> I don't know. It is V8, so who a knows? A mortar, as in an artillery shell, yes. as in something fired from a cannon. Yes. So it was a. he thought it was a dud, so he went to go look at it, and he was literally standing right over it when it oh. went off. Oh, God. If you think it's a dud, don't go near it. <laughs> That's, oh, God. That's when you call, like, the experts and the police. Especially something in, like, that caliber. Yeah. I thought, anyway, like, because there's nothing wrong with calling the police now in Michigan because it's legal, right? Yeah. Well, there are some city ordinances that were passed after this law was passed saying, um, we're just going to make it a city rule that it says none of those things. Yeah. That's what I love how when the the cities do that, where there was a rule that I think was passed in, not sure if it was Michigan or not, but it was like a rule saying that, oh, like unmarked streets or something like that instead of 35 or 45, unless they were designated as a neighborhood. And so the city went and like passed a bunch of ordinances saying, that, oh, this street from here to here is listed as a neighborhood, even though there's no actual houses on it. Just so they could keep the 35 mile an hour speed limit. Bastards. Yeah, so then people were like, well, it's not March, so it should be 45. Nope. City declared it a neighborhood. How are you supposed to know that? Yep. There's no signs, so who knows? So, trying to usher people when there's a thunderstorm, we actually, it was supposed to be outside, and then somebody wanted it oh, so inside, like, so we moved everybody inside. Yeah. Except then, um, I talked to Hans. Yeah. Hans talked to Colette, and Colette said, oh, we're going outside, and was oh, like, looking wow. it out of wherever she was at to make it so we could get it outside, which, it just started to sprinkle when Hans was doing his vows. So, and everyone's like looking up at the sky going like, come on, another five minutes, another five minutes, another five minutes. I'm just sitting in the back. Kate breaks out her umbrella, which, smart move. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, all good. The best man wasn't able to make it, so they got a cardboard cutout of the best man, put him up there. That's awesome. And then, Who um, was the best man? One of his friends from college? Uh, Slash university? I don't remember who it was supposed to be. You, okay. His name was Matt. I, I pulled up the wedding website, but I don't remember what that is off the top of my head either. Well done, Andy. So, you know he listens to this, right? Hans? Yes. Okay. And I knew his name was Matt. I just forgot his last name. And I don't have right. the program here either. But he wasn't able to make it. I think he was in Afghanistan. Mm. So the, he pre-recorded a toast, and they played it at the wedding, which I thought was adorable. Aww. Yeah. That's so, kind of cute. The wedding was good. Food was good. Got to play a game of Euchre. Oh, wow. With Mr. Hansowitz. Cool. We won. The, the new Mr. Hansowitz or the elder Mr. Hansowitz? The elder Mr. Hansowitz. Okay. Not not Hans, but Mr. Hans. Not Hans. I see. That's how I make the distinction. Okay. So all good, fun. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm, I'm sorry that I missed that opportunity. I had some family obligations I had to take care of out in Milwaukee. Mm. I also did crazy dancing. But... Of course, and I'm sure Aaron did too. Yes, yes he did. I expect there are actually videos of this that were taken by uh, guests at this wedding. Probably. I saw a couple people with their phones out. Yeah, so I, I expect I could probably discover one. If I find one, I'll post it. All right. and I'll, I'll link to it and be like, hey, listeners. <laughs> This is what we talk about when we're talking about crazy dance. Yep. So, should we get on to actual I topics? suppose. A lot about Amazon. We can start a lot with about, Amazon. Yeah, let, let's hit, you know, alphabetic, I guess. Amazon, right? From A to Z. 
So Amazon's losing a lot of these court cases about sales tax. Yes. Okay. So Amazon may stop fighting these court cases about sales tax. Really? Yes. But there are so if you look at this, there's kind of some odd consequences to this. Okay. Amazon has two day shipping. Yes. Through Amazon Prime. Yes. Really awesome feature. Yes. Amazon does not have a lot of warehouses. No. I think they our... just have really, really big ones and really, really efficient ones. Yours is near Chicago. Yes. Which is why you can get them so damn fast. Yep. Well, the reason Amazon has all of these really, really big warehouses that are really, really far apart was for sales tax laws and to dodge sales tax law. Do you see where this is going? So now that they're not going to dodge sales tax laws, they're going to, I'm guessing, go everywhere with some sort of distribution system? Right. They can build a lot more small distribution centers. And they have the know-how and they have the algorithms to keep them stocked to the point of same-day delivery. Oh, dude. But how would... Okay. So you order something at 9 in the morning and it's at your door 5 o'clock clock that night. Not going to happen in Michigan, at least not where we're out. Well, you know, I'm looking at where you are at out there, Andy, and, you know, if you put one in Lansing, that's an hour and a half away from Kalamazoo. Yes. Slash Battle Creek. Yes. Slash Jackson. Slash Grand Rapids. Slash Flint. You put another one near uh, somewhere in, in, like, Farmington Hills near Detroit. Why don't you just put them every single place that you have a UPS distribution hub? Could be. Where's the nearest UPS distribution hub? (laughs) Um, Two miles down the road. Okay, well, you know, they're going to want to make these relatively large to make them cost efficient. Yeah. Smaller than what they've got, but still pretty big. But what I'm saying is, though, okay, so you order at 9 a.m. Let's Okay, we'll even say 7 a.m. Okay. Andy, how long does it take them to process the order? Minutes. If they have a robotic facility, how long would it take to load it up on a truck? Oh, probably like an hour, maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah. Right? Especially, did you watch the TED video what, about the what's mobile? The, what's the minimum time you think it would take? Well, it, depend, it depends if they're having the shelf system or if they're having the, the... Did you ever watch the video about the robot distribution centers? No, but I know uh, how they work in like hospital pharmacies. I assume it's, the same, it's a similar principle. Probably. But I'm ha- guessing it takes anywhere from 15 minutes to kind of the upper end of an hour to an hour and a half. Okay. Okay, so we'll stay. We'll even, I'll, I'll give you the 15 minutes, right? Okay, so you've ordered. At, it's been 20 minutes and it's on the truck. It's, it's on the truck at the Amazon Center, okay? Yeah. So you got a UPS truck that backed up to the Amazon building. Who's said anything up. about UPS? Okay, so it's an Amazon truck. Is Amazon going to start, is Amazon going to fight UPS then? I don't know. Could make it a hell of a lot cheaper. They would have to have their own infrastructure set up. That's the thing. Okay, so. Okay, so UPS has the infrastructure, so I'll, I'll grant you they're using a UPS truck. Okay, so the UPS truck gets loaded up at but the Amazon thing. Let's, let's keep in mind, at that point, UPS would be Amazon's, like, Amazon would be their favorite customer, and they'd always have several trucks waiting. So are you going to say it, they, okay, so then you would have to put the fact, you're either going to have to do two things, Dave, when I'm looking at this. Go for it. You're either going to have to have an Amazon warehouse at every single distribution point that UPS has. Okay, that's what the scale you're going to have to go to. There's one here, but then there's another UPS 20 miles down the, about 30 miles, because it's at exit 90. So there's one at exit me, there's another one down exit 90, which is about 20, 30 miles from me, two UPS ones. Those are our two closest ones. I have packages leave that UPS building at six in the morning, okay? Mm -hmm. I have not had them drop them off to me until sometimes eight, nine o'clock at night. Okay. So I, I could see in an urban environment with a distribution facility right outside town, 
cloud, maybe you could have same day delivery. But out here, not going to happen. Oh, even better example. When I was working for the Census Bureau, right? Yeah. We were doing recruitment tests to join for the massive 2010 hire everybody for like a week and a half to hit all the houses. Right. Those, according to the government contract that we had set up, had to be FedExed overnight and processed within 24 hours of the test being taken. Otherwise, the test would be declared invalid and they would nobody would be able to get their score from that test and everybody would have to take the test again, right? Okay. So they, they would call the FedEx guys and the FedEx guys are like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll pick them up tomorrow, first thing in the morning and get them, you know, maybe to Kalamazoo by, you know, maybe 5 p.m. that night. I was faster than FedEx overnight. Just yes. me driving around in my car. And, but you don't think that Amazon is going to be able to strong arm FedEx or UPS? No, no, I do not. <laughs> Because Amazon's big, but UPS is freaking huge. That's true. That said, I wouldn't put it past Amazon to develop their own infrastructure and invest in that. That would actually, I mean, it would knock out a huge chunk of UPS. So Amazon's going to turn into Walmart? They could. An online Walmart? That leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I know. And sorry, I'm going to have to take a, some, <laughs> some of my juice. Your, your, your idiot juice. Mmm, V8, Tropical Splash. I'm drinking Fago Rock and Rye. It's the last can. <laughs> for those who don't know, I was the one who actually took that Fago Rock and Rye out to Dave. That was actually for Catherine when she was out. In- yeah, you took it to Cat, but you took her a case for two days. We, they were out of the 20 ounces, so we thought, hey, screw it, case. Yeah, and then I just took the case. <laughs> Cat did have some, though, right? She had like three or four cans. Okay, good. I took the rest. <laughs> hey, it's Fago. And it's delicious. I know. So, good. It would be good? Especially it would be, it'll be interesting. I, I'm curious to see. Well, let's what... link Let's link this back to an article I posted a long time ago. Yeah. Not a long time ago. Remember I was talking about how Amazon was actually getting a cut of the sales tax out in California? No. I swear there was an article we had talked about a while. And do you think I pay it. attention to our conversations? No, I know you don't pay attention to our conversations. Exactly. Neither do I. But I said it, so I know I remember it. But okay. Amazon <laughs> had built one of their California warehouses in the town that they had picked because the town had agreed to share part of the sales tax revenue that they got from Amazon with Amazon with Amazon. Ow! And so Amazon double was, dipping. Amazon was charging sales tax in California because they have to. And they, they got. The t- but part of that thing was supposed to go to the local community that they were in, and the local community said, "Okay, you know what? We'll give you some cash back just because you're in Amazon. You're nice, and you're giving us jobs. We'll give you a cut of the sales tax that you're giving to us." That's just mean. So I can see now why Amazon. <laughs> if they can get that California, they're not gonna get that in other places who knows who knows true who knows all right what else do we have about amazon there was more um amazon starting up the what they're calling it the game connect the amazon game connect yes with a k or a c with a c ah okay so not like xbox connect yeah but do not confuse game connect with game circle because that's with the kindle fire okay that's kind of like xbox live achievements and such for the kindle fire that's game circle okay so we have game circle what's game connect Game Connect. Steam. Um, free-to-play MMO games, or free-to-play and MMO games on your Amazon area. Amazon area, like your Amazon device. I think just Amazon itself. On Amazon. Yes. Free-to-play games on Amazon. Things like World of Tanks, Stronghold Kingdom, Super MNC, Monday Night Combat, for those who don't know. So, Steam. Fiesta, yeah, Akia, Knights of the Sky, there's a whole bunch of free-to-play so games here. Steam... 
from Amazon. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-uh. So it's a free-to-play store in Amazon. <laughs> stop trying to do... No, 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 no. I, I should refer... Don't stop trying to beat Steam. Don't stop trying to innovate. But do it smart. This is kind of ridiculous. Why, you don't want to play Battlestar Galactica? Battlestar Galactica? No, there's a Battlestar Galactica online. Is it the 70s version or the 2000s version? I don't know. I just heard about this as I'm scrolling through the list. If it's the 2000s version, it depends if it's pre-season 2 or post-season 2. <laughs> There are no customer reviews yet, so I can't let you know. Okay. And I'm not going to play it, so... Aww. Speaking of playing games, and then yes. we'll get back to, to other things. Steam sale! Yes, yeah, somehow sale, sale, you sale, were sale, right. Sale. What do you mean I was right? You had said, oh, the Steam sale, it's going to start on, you know, the 12th or the 13th. And I said, no. Because yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you know what you're talking about. Okay, anyway, I was right. Steam yes. sale did kick off. Yes. Massive. Um, there's no, like, bizarre achievement hunt this year. Which I was kind of disappointed with, because I always liked those little achievement hunts. I'm pretty glad about it because it's less incentive to spend money. <laughs> That's the problem with the achievement hunts is it's like, oh god, I've got, I've got like three of these four games. If I buy the fourth, I can get all the, the points and I'll have all of them and be entered into something. Have you seen the uh, badges, though? I've actually been like willfully ignorant of them. Okay, there are two badges that you could try and get. Which two badges? The uh, Steam Summer Sale 2012 badge. There's actually multiple levels of that badge. Okay. Where are these badges? Oh, if you go to the store page, and you know how you have the vote? Yes. Vote for the sale, where I think it's kind of neat, where it's actually a community thing. Oh, the summer sale badge. Yep. Okay. Which, um, if you haven't noticed about it yet, you cannot get it anymore. You can't get the top tier of the summer sale badge, because one of those is vote every day. Oh, I don't know if I have voted every day. I know I haven't, because I was at a wedding. I don't know if I voted. Well, you've got it on your phone. Like, I pay attention to Steam outside of this. I I knew that they were going to have yesterday's sales still going today. So I looked at that, and so I didn't think I was going to have to, you know, vote on the Community Choice every day because none of the games in the Community Choice I cared about. Mm-hmm. I only voted in this one because Bastion might be 75% off, and I want to get that game and play it. Bastion? Yeah. I have it. I haven't played it. It was in one of the Humble Bundles. Ah, that's one I want to get. Okay. So I voted for that one, but otherwise it was like, why was I going to vote? And then I saw that, I'm like, oh, well, there goes getting the top level of that badge. Yeah, I'm not really concerned about that. Yeah, not really either. What's the other badge? Oh, there's a Community Badge, which involves, like, oh. commenting. In a friend's profile, posting a screenshot, all yeah, those I, fun I, things. Yeah, I see that. I have a fair number of those, actually. I know, so do I. I have not posted a video. Neither or have commented I. on a friend's screenshot. Play a game? <laughs> How do yep. I not have play a game? I don't know. Pretty sure they should know that I've played games. Have you played a game since that came up? I haven't been home. Well, then, you haven't played a game. But they, like, they know my playtime on many games. Oh, I have seven years of service. I know, so do I. Unlocked, November 16th, 2004. Wait, wait, let me see when mine was. But I didn't have it in 2004. Did I? Maybe Mine I was Steam. unlocked September 1st, 2004. We had Steam in 2004? I guess so. When did um, Episode 2 come out? Or Half-Life 2? Uh-huh. You're supposed to know these things, Dave. By the way, my office mate... You know that one XKCD comic about playing Portal like five years late? Yeah. My office mate bought Portal ah. in the Steam sale. It's initially released on November 16th, 2004. So that must have been it for me. Was I installed it for Half-Life 2? Probably. Why did I um, get it back in September then? You played Counter Strike. Yes, I did. Pl- I played way too much Counter Strike. Come on, Andy, keep up with this. But yeah, so now I'm looking forward to like the cake is a lie. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Like, yes, Brian, the cake is a lie. So speaking of the Steam sales, right? Yes. EA. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what Dave Wait, Martinez. Are, are we done with Amazon completely? I, I don't know else, that we are. What else is on for Amazon? Uh, Amazon. The, did we talk last week? They're talking about making a phone. Yes. Okay. Then I think we're done with Amazon. Okay. EA. Yeah. EA. I'm trying to figure out who uh, David Martinez is. Oh, he's the head honcho of Origin. Okay. And owned subsidiary of EA. Yes. Said that Steam sales, quote unquote, cheapen intellectual property rights. What? Yep. I mean, cheapen in the sense that it makes it physically costless to purchase. Yes. That's kind of the definition of a sale. But no, they're saying that it lessens the... the I'm trying to figure out exactly what he says. Well, I mean, so the Steam sales can kind of screw over some developers. Because Steam takes full control of how to price your game. Yes. And and so these developers, all of a sudden, their stuff is available at 75%. Well, they're making 75% of the profit that they used to make, or 25% of what they used to make, because it's 75% off. Yes. So, I mean, it, it can be rough on them, but then at the same time, they're also going to get thousands of sales. Yeah, I mean, and these are, are sales that they wouldn't have necessarily have gotten before. I don't remember if it was one of the normal developers, if it was one of the PAX 10 people we talked to, but I remember they had, we had talked to somebody who I had asked them about, like, the Microsoft put, putting it on Xbox versus putting it on the Steam. And I remember he was very adamant saying, oh, we had it on Xbox for a long time and nothing happened. Put it on, sta- put it on Steam. It went on sale, like, one day, and it trounced the amount of sales they had through right. Xbox Live. So I know there are developers out there who love the Steam sales. I, I think the, this Valve, guy from Origins is just being, like, well, he's trying to belittle the sale. Well, no, so, somebody asked him if they who's going to do, if Origin was going to have something like Steam does with their sales, and he says, oh, 75% Absolutely off, not. please, that cheapens the intellectual property. Yeah, well, guess what? Well, yeah, Valve countered saying, hey, if it this sells. didn't work, then... People wouldn't want their games to be put on sale, and, you know, we wouldn't be doing this how many years in a row? Three years in a row now? This is the third year. It's the first time Valve has done something for three. Speaking of which, the community vote just finished. Oh, 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 what's new? What's new? Who could it be? Oh, come on. Reload the page, Steam. 43%. Yes. Bastion. Yep. Well done. Goes on sale in 20 minutes. I chose Dungeon Defenders. Oh. I got 30%. It's a flash sale starting in a half hour, too. <laughs> Replacing Cube. Yeah. Saints so, Row worth it at 75% off? I don't know. I never played it. Okay. Anyway. So it seems EA was so, poo-pooing the Steam sales. Yeah, well, you know what? Valve is going to be laughing all the way to the bank. They already are laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think they're worried about what EA thinks. EA so, refuses to drop their stuff on Steam anyway. Yeah. So have you seen the, the Steam Movie Maker stuff that's been out? Some of it, yeah. That's Some pretty... of it's garbage. Some of it's really cool. Most of the stuff that's really cool is the stuff that's been, you know, just machinima of, you know, famous movie scenes. Yeah. Redone in Team Fortress 2 characters. Yep. Have you, well, you're, are you talking about the Dark Demo Man Rises or whatever? Well, there's a bunch of those, and there's and the, the uh, Law Abiding Engineer. Well, syncing the stuff that had Pulp Fiction lines on it, and then people okay. put. Yeah, because the ones that I'd mentioned actually weren't made with uh, the, the Steam movie creator, source film creator. Well, the ones that I was talking about was. Okay. So those are out there, but anyway, there's. God, there's so many Steam news now. Because Steam also did uh, announced Greenlight. What? Yeah. So you know how they have the the Steam Workshop that just came out recently also? Yes. Well, starting August 30th, developers will be able to use the Steam Workshop to submit completed and in-development games considered for Greenlight, which Greenlight's a movie term for basically getting your film greenlighted by a major studio so you can actually produce it and distribute it. That the film would pay for, the firm would pay for it? Yes. If you get your film idea greenlighted, which means somebody actually put money to back it and it's 
it's going to be coming out. Well, hopefully. So this out. is a, a production environment where they're crowdsourcing game design. Yes. Saying, Designers I will, will be able to you know, submit their stuff. Here's be... my, my beta. Here's what I think I can do with it. Yeah. And then will you pay me to go and finish it? Well, basically, it, you're not going to get paid. But if enough people vote for it in this green light situation, Steam will reach out to the v- developer and actually um, give them Steam distribution. Okay. So it's basically a Valve saying, hey, um, here's a bunch of in-development games. Which games do you guys like so we can put them on Steam so you yeah, guys so can it, buy it's them? It's not even in-development games. It's just like it's Valve crowdsourcing their their kind of application process for should a game be hosted on Steam. Yes. Which I think is actually kind of garbage. What? I'm, I'm not terribly pleased at this. Why not? Because I, I think that, well, I it, it just feels like it's bypassing a, a... Editorial process? Yeah. Yeah. You're turning Steam into like Wikipedia. Well, okay, so so okay, so you have the in-development games out there in this green light situation. I think it still actually goes through an approval process with Valve itself. So just because Barbie Horse Adventure 2, according to the fictitious game that's in their list, just because Barbie Horse Adventure 2 is at the top of the green light list doesn't mean that Steam is going to distribute the game. Unless Sorry. it's up there with a 99% approval. I, I still hopefully think this is just a first line, that there's still going to be the internal yeah. jury giving we'll yay or nay on this. But still, we'll it, 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 hopefully it will just put... I should, they should call it Spotlight instead, instead of Greenlight. Yeah. Hey, community puts a spotlight on this game that, that, hey, Steam, you should look at this one. And then Steam will decide if they want to put it on. Or not. I think it's got. I don't think it's got to work as intended because I think it's got to get too hard to get noticed in that You're, they're going to depend on people like Kotaku to pick it up and then advertise it, and then it becomes Kotaku's editorial process or Gamespot's editorial process. That is true. It's or you know if if. I'm a large producer and I want to do a game through this process so that I can avoid Steam's kind of regular scenario. I can reach out to Facebook and Twitter and tell people, hey, go vote for this. Yeah, it, it does have a high probability of astroturfing. Astroturfing is like grassroots, but artificial grassroots. Thank you. Kind of like I, that I whole, um, do you remember the Swift Boats for Veterans? Yeah. Thing? That was basically the first major form of astroturfing. Swift it looked, Veterans for Truth. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be, you know, very grassroots of, hey, this random website start popping up. Lo and behold, you know, it's powered by a ginormous Republican powerhouse with all the money. Yep. So, yeah, astroturfing. Okay. Used a lot in political. Or on, you know, social media with viral marketing. They put the idea out there and then try and get the grassroots to grow. Yep. So just fertilizing? (laughs) Sure. So speaking of grassroots, we can talk about Kickstarter. Okay. And Penny Arcade? Sure. We can start with Penny Arcade. I So Penny Arcade made a post of Penny Arcade sells out. Yes. Which, you know, is supposed to be like shock and awe and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And it, I mean, it's a joke. They're not selling out to a corporation. They're selling out, as they say, to you. And so they did a Kickstarter to fund Penny. Now, this is not something that really needs to be funded. These guys are wealthy. Yes. They are making a lot of money. So much so that, you know, the whole thing with, oh, Jack Thompson, where he was going to, like, donate money. Yeah. And didn't. Penny and Arcade did. instead. You know what? We can actually write this. Well, they, like, they asked Koo We can first. afford this. <laughs> they asked Koo. Koo, can we write this check? And Koo's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, we, we can afford that. That's not a problem. This was a hundred thousand dollar check. Yeah. So yeah, they're a they their current format. They are profitable and still able to be profitable. What they have got like ten people on staff now, something like that. More than that. Is it more than ten? I think it's more than ten. I think it's it's nearing like twenty. Jeez. Mm, it's it should be on the Kickstarter page actually, or in the original post, one or the other. Why did you link the Washington Post rather than the Kickstarter itself? Because well, the Kickstarter will disappear eventually. Yes. Lo and behold, though, you know, sometimes I link newspaper articles and they still and they disappear. Disappear. Yeah. Thanks. You know for that uh 
14 employees. Oh, so split the difference, half goes to me. Well, you said almost 20, so... Hmm. You said almost 10. I said 10. Oh, you said 10? I yes. said almost 20? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, so they're, they're starting their Kickstarter, and the idea of the Kickstarter is to basically... Remove ads. Along it's, with... It's to fund Penny Arcade. Yes. It's saying that we're, we're tired of being corporate shills, which they really aren't, because they exercise editorial control over their advertisements, and say, you know, here's what we, what we would like. We would like to raise this much money, and if we do that, we can operate for a year without advertisement. Yep. Now, they, here's the thing. Yes. I'm on Penny Arcade's page right now. Yes. The only ads that I see okay. are ads for their own products. So you're actually not running Adblocker. Oh, maybe I'm running Adblocker. <laughs> Don't run on this page. Oh, hey, look, ads. <laughs> oh. All right, Dave, are like, you running... And it's, it's basically an ad. Yes. I have one ad okay. for Pegasus. And usually the ads, when I do see them on this site, are for their own stuff. Like Penny Arcade Episode 3, which we'll talk about. Right. But, Dave, Dave, just curious. You're not running ad block on our, our own website, are you? Yes, I am. Dave, what? Because oh, ad... we get that much money from it, right? Hey, hey, any bit helps. Okay, don't run on pages on this domain. There you go. So there things, go. I have I have ad blocker running, but on the sites that I would I like, I, I don't run ad blocker. Like XKCD, I don't. Granted, he doesn't have any ads, but right. um, QC, I don't run ad blocker. Woo.com, I bet you do. No, I think I have that off also. Really? Because it can speed it up a lot when you're doing bags of crap. Oh, I only have some of Woot, according to the list. Wow, 48-inch TV. On Woot? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Penny Arcade trying to fund themselves. I, I don't know. I have no problems with their ads. I usually block them anyway. <laughs> As we have found out. Yes. I kind of forgot that I have ad blocker running. So I'm, that, I'm looking at the page going like, what are they talking about? They have no ads anyway. Well, that's the thing, though, is the fact that all, most of the news articles, all the comments are like, um, ad blocker. That's how you get Penny Arcade without any ads. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Robert Koo. <laughs> It's like, that's where we live. But, so, okay, so right now they have already have, uh, as of the recording, $262,773. Which is their first... Which is over their first goal. Yeah, they have other goals. Yeah. Which are pretty cool. So, um, yeah, six-page autonomous strip. I'm interested in that. Yep, lookouts. Yep, all what ads on the homepage will be removed. What was the third one in that trilogy? Lookouts, Autonoma, and... Oh, Jim Dark Magic. Yes. Oh, I want a Jim Dark Magic strip. Yeah, why is that not on this list? I don't know. No one liked Jim Dark Magic. That was the thing. Because you, you, people only liked it when they listened to the Penny Arcade D&D thing. Yeah. And not a lot of people actually listened to that. No. Oh, they're going to revive the podcast? Ooh. Yeah. $825,000. Oh. <laughs> 800000 they'll revive the podcast. We've paid them almost a million dollars to operate for a year, and they will do the podcast. I love uh, how there's also stuff all the like way up. This is what Kickstarter is supposed to be used for. Which, that was the other thing people were complaining about. It was like, wait, isn't Kickstarter supposed to be, you know, for making projects and making something? Right, not removing something. Yeah. Well, the, the PA guys, before they even started this, like went to the Kickstarter people and were like, look, this really isn't against your rules, but is this against your rules? And Kickstarter <laughs> gave it the okay. So they're like, look, Kickstarter said it was okay to do this. So we're going to do this. Uh, so if you don't like it, you could blame Penny Arcade. I think Kickstarter and you also, just wants the traffic. Probably. Because this generated a lot of news. Yeah. Not as much as Oya. Oya? Uh, I haven't seen a pronunciation guide. I haven't seen a pronunciation guide either. But man, did the money rain. Which, uh, so here's another problem with Kickstarter. What? People are idiots. How so? So Ouya, O-U-Y-A. Yes. 
is the newest, most successful Kickstarter. Uh, and it's for an open-sourced, Android-based console. Yes. That would sell for $99. Yes. Now, I mean, the thing is, so so they're not saying it's just an Android port. It's not like they're going to be taking an ice cream sandwich and throwing it on a, a small computer that you can hook to your TV. But Android has been undergoing pretty constant development. Are they planning on, you know, tracking that? Are they planning on doing this as it goes on? They're saying that the games are going to be free to play and that developers will be allowed to offer a paid version eventually. I mean, like, Android is pretty nasty to game developers. We've talked to people about this. Yeah, everybody has done iOS because it's a whole lot easier. Yeah, well, and I mean, Google is taking steps to, to fix that. The next version of Android will have, uh, which is to say Jelly Bean, will have encrypted uh, APK the install files so that you won't it's going to be device specific encryption when you download it from Google server uh, you won't be able to just take that APK and install it wherever mm. but uh, like this <laughs> all, all I'm telling you I is, don't think that this is really well thought out <laughs> all I can say is right now 4.8 million dollars 4.8 million dollars 4.8 million dollars I really don't think this is well thought out <laughs> I, I don't know but God, fastest ever to reach a million dollars which Jesus are you going to be investing in the same no why not i mean come on a 99 dollar game console Ooh, what games are you gonna have on it uh, are you gonna have angry birds oh wait probably. that's coming out on xbox live <laughs> <laughs> is there a platform that group will not write for i don't know but i'm it's like ooh, you great that's ooh yeah Woo. i'm ooh, sorry yeah. but i just don't I see it's going to come out at some point. They're going to ship the however many millions that have been pre-ordered. See, I don't think that it's been that many pre-ordered. I, I think that this was the work of several people with a lot of money. All right, well, let me look at the current... Does Kickstarter give you kind of the distribution range? Well, they have bonuses. There are 1,000 backers of $95 or more already. Okay. $48,099 backers have already been pledged. Almost 1,225,000 or $225 backers. Five people have pledged 10,000 or more. Uh, 277 at $700, 208 at elite dollars, 1337. Yeah. 27 at 5 grand, 15 at 10,000 or more. Wait, how many elite? Because I'm only giving 192. I have at elite. Where is elite on this list? There it is. I have 208. Oh, sorry. No, that's 208 out of remaining. remaining. Never mind. There you go. Let's let's go through this again. You're right. Sorry. Okay, so 1,000. There's 32,000 at like 95 to 99. So that's 300 thousand dollars yeah there's five at the ten thousand or more so it's another fifty thousand i mean this is i don't think that this is uh um a thousand people doing 200 or more wait a minute i will do this are you 4.842 divided by 4.842 divided by 0.378 uh, average donation is 13 bucks. Something doesn't seem right there. Oh, because I forgot. No. Uh, okay, so let's try 484 $127 per backer. Average. Yep. I don't know. I think this is stupid. I don't think they've thought this through nearly well enough. And until I hear from a bunch of developers saying, yeah, I'm going to get into this, not worth it. I mean, look at this. This is a console with 37,000 pre-orders. How many pre-orders is the next Xbox going to get? You think it's going to be 37,000? No. I think it's going to be significantly more than that. I think it's going to be 37,000 in the Detroit area. Well, let's look at... Hell, it might be 37,000 in, like, Ann Arbor area. Okay. <laughs> Funny. I haven't. You know how we haven't done the, the numbers in a while? Mm-hmm. NPD numbers were released, actually. Um, on my birthday, okay. uh, 257,000 units were sold in June for the Xbox. 
This is about six years after the Xbox came out. Yes. In one month, it sold five times as many as these guys have pre-orders. Yes. And that's being generous because of these 37,000 people, a lot of them don't get a pre-order. No. Because they went with the smaller pledges. <laughs> the Wii sold 95,000 in yeah. June. I, I mean, I just don't see... I see this like being Linux gaming, which is to say non-existent. Yes, I agree with this. And so I had to put it on there. Like $4.8 million already. You know what would be really funny? What? This were vaporware. Oh! Ooh. If these guys just took the money and ran. I mean, they've got some really beautiful pre-rendered images of what the controller would look like. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And, like, a video of a Raspberry Pi hooked up to a TV. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I don't see it going anywhere. Yeah, like, this could be... I mean, it could just be, like, a really cheap Android device that you can throw onto your computer. That would be kind of cool. Or throw onto your TV. But, um, I mean, no. This will be really funny if it's vaporware. I will laugh my ass off. Comments. 8,000 comments. Oh, goodness. So, um, what else do we want to talk about? Uh, what do we got? Ten Tough Games. Do you want to end on that one? Because we should probably start switching over to... Sure. This will be it. Okay. Ten Insanely Tough Games. Yes. First off, what's the, the like average year that these were released? Do you know? No. Uh, well, they have 1991, see, 2008, 2009, 2009 87, 85, 2011, 86, 2009, 85, 2007. So it, it's very early in gaming and very recently in gaming. Yes. Okay. Let's break them down in that division. Uh... Okay, the, the, the first list, the run-through. Battletoads. Oh. Quop. We'll talk about these later. Quop. Demon Soul. Contra. Oregon Trail. The Heist. Mario Brothers. The Lost Levels. Trails HD. Sorry, Trials HD. And Ghosts and Goblins. I Wanna Be the Guy. Okay, I've played... Um, I've played almost all of these. I've played about half. And the modern ones. So, looking at this, the modern ones. Demon Souls. Quop. Uh, the Heist. Trials HD. And I Wanna Be the the guy are are in have one of three categories okay. games with poor design games designed to be hard and games designed to emulate games from 20 years ago okay and the, there's only one of them in the designed to be hard category which is demon souls Demon Souls was designed to be hard from the ground up. I mean, the tutorial kills you. <laughs> Literally, you die in the tutorial. That's part of the game. Quop was never really designed. To, I don't think it was designed to be hard. I think it's just, uh, a, I mean, it, it's kind of like a poor game. Or do you think it was actually designed to be hard? I think Quop was de- designed to show you how crazy our bodies are, that our brain does this automatically. Okay, I'll grant you that. I think it was just designed as a demo to show you how amazing our bodies are. Yeah. And my body is amazing. Sorry, I just had to do that. Okay. Uh, the heist, difficult game. I mean, kind of designed to be difficult. A lot of puzzles, but I mean, it's all pretty basic logic, as I understand it. It's a game that I want to play, but I know is only out on iOS, so I can't. Is it free, or does it cost money? Well, it's an iOS game, so it costs money. So not all... Andy! Andy! A majority of the iOS games cost money. Yes, but not all. But still, if you were to just say, will this iOS game cost money, you would bet on it costing money. Yes? No. Just say yes. Sure. Okay. So, it to me, I, from what I've heard, it's like Safecracker with the game I used to play. Crossed with, like, Bejeweled? I mean, I'm looking at the right side screenshot, and it's just this kind of puzzle-ish color map thing. It's basically a collection of puzzles. Okay. So it's not that hard. It's a puzzle game. Yeah. It's like saying Portal was hard. Trials? Oh, God. I think that's mostly just poor game design. Yeah. Okay. 
I want to be the guy clearly designed from uh, classic gaming. Yeah, it's sort of like Super Meat Boy, where the game is going to kill you. Right. Just because Again, the cl- designed the- for classic yeah. games. Okay. Classic games. No saves. Nope. That's one of the things that made them so damn hard. Uh, so the first one on the list, Battletoads, was not that hard a game. It was Pain in the ass. Yeah. Pain in the ass. Because you had the, the one tunnel where you have to ride the little car up and down the screen and jump over the walls and duck under other walls and make the ramps. Otherwise, you fall into this pit of goo. Yep. But I, I don't know if I'd call it one of the ten, like, insane... I guess it's not ten most tough games. It's just ten tough games. <laughs> like, here are ten games that happen to be tough. Yes. I see. Contra, that was hard. That actually was a hard game. That's why there is a cheat code. Yes. Of course, once you use the cheat code, it's not that hard. No. Oregon, Oregon Trail. Trail. Oh. It was never designed as a, as a game. Game. I mean, it was, but it's more that it became a game. It was edutation? Is that what they're... Edutainment. Edutainment, there you go. Education. Was it education? <laughs> yes, Andy, it was. It was also entertainment, thus edutainment. Gotcha. I couldn't remember what the pseudo word was. Yeah. Mario. This was the actual Mario 2. It was never released in the U.S. No. It was very hard. I kind of want to play it, though. Yeah. Which I probably could, you know, find the ROM for it somewhere. And then Ghosts and Goblins. The one hit, you lose your armor. A second hit, you lose your life. Similar to Mario Brothers, one hit you lose the mushroom. I hated Ghost and Goblins. I had never been able to get past, you know, like but the again, first two it, levels. It's kind of the same thing as Battletoads. It's there was no save. Yeah, that's what the kicker was. If there had been saves, if you could start each level right where you left off. Well, it was basically Ghost and Goblins was originally an arcade game, right? So, which is designed to make you lose so that you have to keep paying. Yeah, it's it's a it was a quarter muncher. It was built as a quarter muncher, and they put it on the Nintendo, so therefore it still was a quarter muncher. You just didn't have a quarter much you had a start button yeah hard games yes the hardest definitely not and the classic games don't even belong on the list because you can't compare modern games to classic games no especially not arcade era games okay so review speaking of classic gaming penny arcade adventures on the rain slicked precipice of darkness episode three finally came out which i will now just refer to as penny arcade episode three okay just to shorten that extremely long on the rain slicked precipice of darkness was too long for you penny arcade adventures on the rain slicked precipice of darkness episode uh, i don't three. think it's rain slicked i think it's just rain slick is it ra- i don't know. I don't, I don't believe it's past tense i believe it's present progress uh, no on the rain slick precipice of darkness episode three. Yeah. okay present tense present tense gotcha it, it's an adjective it i'm is still describing just going to call it penny arcade episode three okay sure yes it is describing the precipice so it's not even present tense because it's not a verb anyway episode three okay yes. pa episode three yes pae three sure I've played the first two. First two were um, 3D style. Well, kind of like 2D scrolling. Yes. 3D animation. Yes. This is a 16-bit RPG style. Yeah, we're talking like the classic Final Fantasy look, Dragon's Quest look. It's well, funny they, I bring up Dragon's Quest. That's classic, but yes. Well, I won't spoil it, Super but... Super Nintendo bit era. There, there's a Nintendo homage. homage in there. Okay. Which was surprised me, but then as soon as it hit, I was like, oh yeah! So, it still had the same sort of gameplay, which was basically walk around, beat things up. Doesn't have the random encounters. What? Get the story and witty dialogue. Yeah. It still had the same witty dialogue of episode one and two, which was good. Because Tycho wrote it. Yeah, which was good. Because... That was the only thing that was keeping me playing the game. Was the witty dialogue? Yes. The only thing? Yes. Okay. Because it had... 
there was there was a choice of like which characters you wanted to do in the first two games of which attacks you'd want to use and charging up attacks and that sort of thing that really didn't seem to show through in this version yes there were still you know weaknesses and super strengths and resistance and everything else like that but most of the stats I didn't understand what the hell was going on. So I would have I would have a weapon for my character, and then I'd get a new one, and I'd go, okay, which one do I pick? And I didn't know which one to choose, because the stats, I didn't know what was going on. Okay. Does that make sense? There was, there was an RPG element in there. That you didn't understand. Well, they also purposely downplayed it, because people were only paying, according to one of the developers in the Penny Arcade forums, people were only paying attention to the numbers. So they downplayed the numbers, but so in my experience, they, played it, they downplayed it too much. To the point where the numbers don't matter? Well, to the fact that I wasn't paying attention to the numbers and therefore my guess at some point had my guys severely under armored and under weaponed and under potioned okay so the game was I hit a brick wall in the game it was Ah. near the end and I just had to plow through it and it was annoying okay now there's also they have pins and they have like class systems set up so you know Gabe's a brawler and Tycho's a scholar that sort of thing yeah but they also have like secondary classes and so I had my Tycho as a gardener so he could plant gardens that either could heal me or give me more magic points or attack the enemy or interrupt the enemy. Interesting. Yeah. It was one of the games that I played, I beat, and, and I will not, not go back to, go back. to ever again. Yep. You're done with it. Yes. Do you have at least have a sense of completion now that the, the series is over? Because it's not over. It's not over? No. There's a fourth one coming. What? Yes. It was only supposed to be a trilogy. There's a fourth one. But it was supposed to be a trilogy. There's a fourth one. That's... Okay. Well, that's too bad. Because you know how they had that little... The, the ode to man was this talked about four gods but there was only three verses and so everybody's like why are there only three verses well because there's a fourth verse you just don't know what it is so at the end of the game you find the fourth verse no 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 you have to go spend the next game looking for the fourth verse i don't know but all i know is the fo- it ends on a cliffhanger it's a fourth game coming out i gotta stick Spoilers. around for that Sorry. It ends on... There's a fourth game coming out. Okay. Which, if you go to the Penny Arcade website, they'll see fourth game TBA listed on there. Yeah. Are you planning on getting the fourth game? I just want to get the fourth game now just to finish up the series. So you don't have a sense of completion, but you want that sense of completion. Yes. It's driving you towards that sense of completion. Yes. Now, you didn't really have to play the first two games to understand anything that's going on in the third game. Okay, good. Because I've only played one of them. Okay. But there was also, the first two games had a little, had stuff outside of, you know, just the classic JRPG enemy grind. You know, you just walk around grinding on enemies, leveling up. I mean, not up. too much, but okay, I'll, I'll go with but it. But there was still some, right? Um, like the Knights like Precipice 1, they had the, the games on the boardwalk, right? Yeah, those were mini games, which is a pretty standard JRPG element. Well, there were no mini games. Okay. So, so there's less JRPG in this. Yeah, there was basically just, you walked into a room, you walked around the room killing everybody and then you walk to the next room you walk around the room killing everybody and you walk to the next room walk it, it was that sounds more like an american first person shooter just not in first person pretty much and by the time you got to the end of the game it was getting repetitive ah. and it was like okay are we done with this yet there, yes there was some strange things that happened that changed the game up like there are special fights where different things happen like okay certain attacks are boosted up other attacks are boosted down oh people move at different because remember the the time version of Final Fantasy? The ATB, yes. Yeah, they have a version of that in this. Right. So you can actually strategize about interruptions and everything else like that by basically just having one of your characters knock back the enemy, having your next character time it perfectly to knock back the enemy. Okay. So it has that built into it, which 
added some strategy, but sometimes it was just, okay, attack, okay, special power attack, attack, build up more magic, basically charge up for a special attack, attack. It got, I'm sorry to say, but it got boring at the end. Okay. Also, the fact is that I played it on the Xbox and I played it with headphones. Mm -hmm. Their audio controls were normal, soft, and quiet, and their quiet was still not quiet. It's called your volume. Okay, Dave, show me the volume control for the Xbox. But you have headphones. Where are you plugging in the headphones, Andy? Um, since I'm running it through a VGA port, I've got the VGA and the RCA left and right. Okay, see, that's kind of the thing, is it's not designed for headphones. That's how I'm doing it. That's how I roll. Andy, no game has controls like that. Oh, they, go, go into okay. any normal let, let game. Me, let me rephrase that. Many games do have volume controls. Yes. Not Xbox Live Arcade games. No, Xbox Live Arcade games, most of them have volume controls. Nice sliding scale mm-hmm. that goes from 10 to 0. Not this, you have three choices. If you don't like those three choices, tough. The music was okay, but I had to wear like wear the headphones around my neck in order to have it, you know, quiet enough to listen. Because the music was decent. I it's, liked listening to the music. It's designed to be run through a TV, which or has through its your, own set of volume controls. I know, or through your Android device, which I would be interested to see what it was like playing it on Android. They released it on Android? Oh, uh, sorry, it's supposed to be coming out soon on Android. Okay, well, maybe I'll pick that up. You can get it on Steam, or you can get it on Xbox right now. Yep. Those are the two at the moment. Okay, so... So, verdict? If you liked the first two... Suck it up and grind through? Yes. Because the, the, the humor of the first two is still there, and that's what most people enjoyed about the first two was the humor. And that's still there, and it's still decent, but it's kind of like you have to eat your Brussels sprouts to eat to get your dessert. Dude, Brussels sprouts are delicious. All right. Um, have you had Brussels sprouts? Yes. What do you think? Well, my mom made them, so... Okay, then we need to change something. We uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Second right. Thanksgiving. We'll have Brussels sprouts. Okay. And they will not be the way your mom made them. But anyway, just because, you know, it's the average saying, like, oh, you have to eat your vegetables before yeah, you yeah, eat your yeah, dessert. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like that. It's There's there's witty dialogue in there, but you just kind of got to literally fight through... The combat. The combat. Okay. So... Speaking of, after this, I'm going to go try and finish Final Fantasy Ten. <laughs> Funny. Okay. So, random topic. Yeah. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. Swear it was random. Okay. Because just coming back from... Well, as random as random.org can be. Yes. Which, it's using atmospheric... Yeah, go go on. Come on. Andy, looking back at how... Looking back... Sorry, there probably should be another comma in here, whoever sent this. Andy looking back. Andy, comma, looking back, comma, how was your honeymoon, dash, Dave, what would you like your honeymoon to be? Andy, how was your honeymoon? I enjoyed our honeymoon. Where did you guys go for your honeymoon? We went to... Yeah, for those who don't know... Know, um, this was back actually during the starts of the random topic episodes was actually the recaps I, the recaps was because I was on my honeymoon so let's see episode 103 was when I went oh you're talking about your first honeymoon yes okay what do you mean right I, you can only have one honeymoon yes. per marriage that's well you can and you can also have more than one you can have a second honeymoon <laughs> It's still not your honeymoon. What do you mean? It's your second honeymoon. Go ask your wife if you can have a second honeymoon. I... You're scared to ask your wife if you can have a second honeymoon. Well, she's in the other room, so I'd have to get up and I've got to... Pause! No, I'm good. I'll ask her later and respond. Right. Or I probably won't ask her. Goes in your way. Yeah, I'm like, you'll you'll respond, but only if it's in your favor. So we went down to um, Puerto Rico for a honeymoon. We spent a couple, I think a day or two in San Juan, which is the major port city in Puerto Rico. Then we drove out to the East Coast and took a ferry out to the island of Cluibra. Cluibra. Stupid 
Idiot juice. <laughs> what are you drinking? Oh, the V8. The V8. Right. Tropic Splash or something like that. Yeah, no. This is what happens. We don't go shopping for two weeks. We're out of, like, anything that I'd want to drink. So you're drinking V8. Well, you could drink water. I could, but I wanted something that was sweet. So put sugar in it. I'm drinking V8. Well, it's a V8 fusion, so it's got the fruit juice as well. So it's V8 with sugar. So it's sugar water. <laughs> So it's the island of Kalugibra, which most of the time is has one of the top ten best beaches on anybody's top ten list. Normally, that beach is on there, and it, believe me, it was stunning. And I, then, I do believe you. Um, t- we rented a car and then drove out to the other side of the island and stayed on the other side at this wonderful little beach house. That's where we ran into um, a power outage and a couple from Michigan who had moved down to Puerto Rico and set up a bar in their carport. Which or is pretty cool. The man said he wanted a bar that he could park his car in. Nice. So yeah, it was a grill, and they were out there. Literally, it was just a couple of guys having a bar in their carport. Delicious hamburgers. Oh my god. So it was nice. Coming back was not very nice because our plane was delayed three hours in San Juan, and we literally had to run from terminal to terminal in Miami to catch our flight. Yep, I picked you up from the airport, didn't I? Yes, and I okay. had two text messages on my phone, like ready to send. So all I had to do was hit send because if we were running, most likely I would not have a lot of time to send a text message to you saying whether or not we made the flight. Right. So I had all that set up. We were running. My luggage didn't make it. I had to wait two days. I actually had to get it flown out to uh, Kalamazoo so I could pick it up. So it was fun, minus the whole traveling, but it was good. Also, the fact that um, we should have learned Spanish before going down there, because even though it is a U.S. territory, um, they only speak Spanish. Okay. Yes, there is some English there, especially around San Juan, because it's a res- uh, cruise resort town. There's lots of English in San Juan, but outside of San Juan, ooh, there's also a part that I got lost trying to drive to the Arecibo Observatory. Ooh. Yeah, that was actually nice. Um, if you go there, though, do everything inside before you go outside, because once you go outside, there's no easy way of going back in. Mm. Just a tip for anybody who goes there. Don't watch the video until you're done inside. But yeah, trying to drive there, that was a little scary, because we're talking like single-lane mountain roads. We're talking very South American sort of driving, which um, is not that safe. Right. So, that's the honeymoon in a nutshell. Dave, what would you want to do for your honeymoon? I don't know. Would you want to just go somewhere away from everything? For, for some time, yes. Are we talking something tropical, something mountainous, going something, camping something for a week? beautiful, certainly, but, I mean, there's there's no direct requirement for terrain. See, the thing is, I can only take, like, ah, oh, this is so nice and beautiful and relaxing for so long. Ah, so you'd want to maybe take a European vacation sometimes, sometimes be that, out? That could be, not, you know, like, go into the Alps and then take a day trip to various places. Like, if, if we were to be located somewhere that you, know, you could take a day trip out to point A and a day trip out to point B, but you could also spend a day in the city. That could be kind of nice. Also, Australia might be fun. Yeah, you could definitely do a walkabout in Australia for, you know, a week or two. Yeah, yeah. Go see Cousin. Perhaps. Would, perhaps. Well, I mean, it, well, I don't know if I'd be in Perth. Is he even in Perth? Remember, I thought he was moving. Yeah, so I don't know where he is at this point. No, we don't. Where in the world is Cousin? Oh. Did you take a trip out to Seattle? Potentially. I don't know. I mean, like, doing doing Penny Arcade for my honeymoon might not work well. <laughs> no. Doing Penny Arcade Expo for my honeymoon for, like, the first couple days of it, however. Maybe. Potentially. And then going somewhere else. <laughs> Apologizing. Apologizing to Laura. I'm so sorry I dragged you through that. For th- well, I don't know. She... I don't, I don't know that Laura would enjoy PAX. It's the thing. I want to take her this year if I can finally get a hold of uh, the, the press guys and get her in. Have you gotten a hold of the press guys for yourself? No. Nor have I bought plane tickets or a hotel. Well, I think everything's basically sold out by now, with PAX being how many days away? Uh, it's a month and a half. Yeah, something and everything's probably sold out. I think, like, I, I found out last year I was going to go later than this, and I still got in and got a hotel room. 
46 days. Yeah, I did it with less than 30 days to go. Oh, PAX 10 came. What? What? Yeah, the PAX 10 are out. Oh, Andy, PAX 10 are out. I didn't get the email. What the hell? Uh-huh. PAX 10 are out. We should probably get on that. Yeah, what the, why the hell did I not get the email? I don't know. I didn't get it either. What the hell? I don't know. Andy, we angry. Okay, well, Andy, go take it out on someone. Okay, they came out two days ago. But still, I should have gotten that two days ago. That's assuming they made an email. Well, let me search my Gmail, because, you know, being gone over the... I got something from Cypher Prime on the 13th saying, Hey, you got showcased in the PAX 10. Oh, Splice. I remember that. All right. Mm-hmm. Rock on. Yep. <laughs> That'd be weird interviewing them again. Again. <laughs> At least we've got their contact info. True. So, Andy, what I need you to do... Get started on this again. Yep. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Have a wonderful week. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.